All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Know Your Numbers podcast. This is your host, Chris McCormack, and today's guest is Drew White. Drew is famous for what he calls the upside down method to building wealth. How fed up business, fed up and overtaxed business owners and executives keep more of their money and fire their banks with his upside down wealth method. He is the founder and CEO of Create Tailwind, where he and his team are focused on you becoming your own banker. We discuss all things uh, infinite banking, all things financial stewardship. We get some faith mixed in there, but uh, I just want to say that I am very grateful for Drew's time. He was um, gracious enough to give it to us, and he offered a great amount of wisdom. And with that in mind, for you, the listener, if you get any sort of value out of this episode, we would greatly appreciate you leaving a five-star rating and review. It helps us reach more listeners just like you, people who are interested in these topics and uh, just helps grow the audience to a level that we are shooting for. So a review and sharing with a friend goes a long way and we don't take that for granted. Also, if you are looking to get started in the entrepreneurial space, the business owner space, and don't know where to start, we have a role for you. We are adding members to the Better Books team. And to find out if you are fit for what we're looking for, there is a survey in the show notes that you can fill out to discover more. Uh, We are not requiring a CPA. We are not requiring an accounting or finance background. We are just looking for driven individuals who want to give back, who want to serve, and who want to enter into the entrepreneurial space and grow that uh, great vision that you might have. So if that sounds like you, go ahead and fill out the form and somebody from our team will be in touch with you shortly. We really appreciate all of you listeners, all of you tuning in, and we look forward to bringing more value just like this for days, months, and years to come. All that being said, it is my honor, it is my pleasure to introduce this week's episode with Mr. Drew White. Well, welcome back to the Know Your Numbers podcast. This is your host, Chris McCormick, and today's guest is Drew White. Drew is out in the Omaha, Nebraska region. Um, he is a financial professional focusing on the infinite banking concept. And uh, Drew, if I'm not mistaken, you haven't always been in the financial industry. I think I saw you might have had some medical practice in in your day so if you don't mind giving a brief introduction a little history about drew white and uh where you find yourself now yeah hey thanks for having me on chris really appreciate it and uh you are correct my background was uh as a pediatric nurse i did mostly oncology for my career um and you know learned a lot Uh, and that's actually how i found my way to what i do I graduated with $150,000 plus in student loan debt, uh, knew nothing about money. My dad tried to warn me when I was a freshman. I, I was, a, you know, I didn't listen, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, because when you're 19, you don't think parents know anything. Right. So uh, I didn't listen to him, um, you know, but he sat me down he was, he didn't have a financial background. He was a pastor. So he sat mm-hmm. me down um, after college and at least knew a little Dave Ramsey and was like, let's look at this. Yep. And it was like, Okay, I'm making like 35, 40,000 a year to start. And oh, half my money's going to pay in this debt. That's interesting. I didn't really consider that. You know, I just was like, 
Hey, I want to golf four days a week. So mm-hmm. let's do this career. I'm, I'm, I've always, you know, been kind of goofy. So working with kids and, and being a nurse, that seems cool, you know, like, and yeah. so uh, I didn't really think about the money, but that kickstarted my whole financial journey. Wow. Um, you know, I don't, I'm not as big of a Dave guy, but I did follow Dave's guy, Dave's like guidelines and gazelle like uh, intensity to get out of that debt. Yeah. And then through like kind of a winding road, tried a lot of things and uh, found my way to teaching people the infinite banking concept. And, uh, and I gave up my nursing license, you know, uh, about a year and a half ago ish. So I wow. um, really love what I do. And I just couldn't see myself ever going back. So that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I don't think you're alone in that. I I find just the more I introduce myself to the financial world, I find that a lot of people have medical backgrounds and get either fed up or realize that there's greener pastures out there. Um, Do you think there's any overlap there? Like what, what's the connection? Is it, is it just a work ethic? Is it a, an understanding of numbers or what is it? Yeah. You know, that's a, I have a lot of theories personally. Um, I think it. I I think if you're gonna work in inpatient, you know, in a hospital, yep. um, I do think there's kind of a high burnout rate. And what I kind of felt like is there's there's some people who are incredible and they can do it 25, 30 years. I've met those nurses and yep. I don't know how they did it. But for most people, I feel like it's almost like a career, like how it used to be with politicians, how you were supposed to go serve your time as a politician and be done, not yep. have career politicians like we do yep. now. Yep. Um, and I think kind of that way in the medical profession, sometimes it's like especially if you're going to be inpatient in the hospital, like maybe it's a career where you go and you, you do it for a little bit, but then it's not forever. And so, you know, that's what happened for me is like, I, I started doing it and there's just things you don't think about. Like, you know, you're gonna have a family. Are you going to want to yep. work weekends and holidays forever? Yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't. Mm-hmm. And then, so I think kind of what happens is you, you start saying, there's gotta be something else where I can do, where I could spend time with my family, but you know, still something I enjoy and, and, you know, a lot of people in that profession want to serve others and they want mm-hmm. to, you know, you know, help other people. So that's kind of my theory is like, you know, um, they kind of start looking for a way out and then they yeah. find their way to something where they can still work with people because that you get into that because you like people and you like right. helping them. Right. And so for me, that's how I, you know, I kind of what happened for me is like, oh, I really like helping people, but maybe in a little bit different way. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to have this fear in my back of my head about are my kids going to get sick because I'm always around sick kids, you yeah. know? So, uh, so I, that's a, I have a long winded way, but that's kind of my theory that I've come up with over time. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And and I think the one thing that you touch upon is, is the act of service. And that's something near and dear to my heart. It's something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs are now starting to realize is like, it's about the clients and the difference you can make. And for so long, I feel like the financial industry has been tainted by people who are just out there trying to make a quick buck and don't really care about the person who who they're serving but uh somebody like you drew is is clearly coming from that service perspective i wonder how that has started and and how it shaped your career in the financial industry and how it reflects in the well-being of your clients yeah that's a great question um and i'll be totally honest like i think when i first started i had more of that mindset that you're talking about about like mm-hmm. this is for me to make money for me and my family yep. um and i'm lucky enough i work with a smaller firm called create tailwind. And I don't say that to, you know, to promote them. I say it because, um, meeting those guys has had a huge impact on my life and the people on that team, because they were kind of had to refocus me and reset me and be like, our job is to serve people first. And then the rest flows from there. And even, you know, a couple of the guys are very, uh, very big on the book, go get the go giver. Mm -hmm. And so I read that (laughs) like three times, you know, to like, 
because I needed that lesson to sink yep. in and about giving first. And, and so I kind of, it was interesting because it's like, I kind of went away from that service model that I learned as a nurse, you serve mm-hmm. first, you know, and, and, uh, and I was, I felt like that was something I was really good at was putting them first. Yep. And, but then I switched this industry and it took me a little bit to get into that mindset. And so I won't say that I was like, I jumped in and was like, yeah, I'm going to serve everybody. I definitely yeah. jumped in selfish, you know? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and, but when I switched, it, it's kind of like the go-giver talks about, then, you know, things happen for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, you know, I just try my, like, I had someone reach out on LinkedIn today that, you know, asked me, you know, does the policy that they currently have work for infinite banking? And I was like, sure, send it to me. I'll take a look, you know, yep. I'm not going to charge anything. I'm happy to help. Right. And I said, if you have something that works, awesome. You know, let's yeah. use it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's really, you know, it took some time, mm-hmm. uh, but I've definitely shifted. And so now, you know, it's like, even with clients, I'm just trying to think like, okay, how can I help them more? How can I help them learn this concept better? And, you know, even just calling them, checking in. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, so, you know, full honesty, I probably wasn't there at the start, but it's yeah. go, the go-giver helped a lot. And it's a short read for anybody who hasn't read it. I okay. highly recommend it. Yeah. And that, that has been recommended before, at least on, on podcasts I've listened to, but I haven't taken that step of, of actually reading it. It might be something yes. that, that's worthwhile. Drew, do you think your faith plays a factor into your, your heart of service? Because, I mean, you say you're a pastor's kid. I, I assume you're still involved in the church today, knowing your, your love for the next generation. Um, um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say <laughs> the, 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 the greatest commandment other than loving your God is loving your neighbor and, and, Jesus gave the ultimate uh, act of service by giving his life. So curious as to whether that that plays a part into the way you approach the marketplace. Yeah, I think, um, you know, and I think, you know, faith has a, has a, has a role. Um, and I, you know, I've taken kind of a winding road of, of my, my faith journey that I probably it's too long for your listeners yeah. today, but um, but, you know, I think too, being around my parents who that's what their life was all about was serving yeah. other people. Right. Um, and so I really learned a lot from, from their example. Um, still today, I mean, they're always serving in various ways and, yep. and they, my dad just retired, um, you know, last, not this year, but last February. Wow. Um, and so he, he retired, but even still, he's always finding ways to, you know, I mean, they're always helping us with our kids and serving mm-hmm. that way. Um, so I definitely think, you know, through, you know, their faith and, and then what they taught me, that's definitely had a, you know, a big, um, big role and impact on my life for, for sure. <laughs> that's awesome. That's so, yeah. awesome. And it shows too, just the way that you, you approach it. So. Oh, thank uh, you. I honor that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let's get into the good stuff, man. I mean, I mean, we could talk all day about uh, Drew's story, but I do think some people would love to hear about this infinite banking concept, what it does, how it can benefit someone. And we talk about it. We talk about life insurance, the, the tax advantages that come from it, but also the, the idea that it's not just it doesn't always have to be just insurance. So, uh, Drew, if you don't mind just giving a, a quick, brief understanding about what it is you offer in the marketplace, how it can serve someone. And honestly, I think the biggest struggle we have is communicating it to the younger generation about why it might be worthwhile to make that investment in insurance. Yeah. Um, so I'll try one way. And if it yeah. doesn't hit, you tell me, uh, <laughs> you know, so um, but one way I've told people is, you know, uh, some people, myself included, I use, you know, rewards credit cards. Mm-hmm. And and why do I use rewards credit cards versus why do I pay? Why not just pay cash? Right. right. Um, so for me, I use rewards credit cards because then I get travel points and, and I've flown free and stayed at places free for like 
eight years now, like all the time, you know, yeah. every year I, my wife and I take advantage of that. Um, whereas if I paid cash, I don't get that benefit. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, it's kind of a similar, you know, if you can make that leap with whole life insurance and it has to be specifically designed whole life insurance from a mutual company. Right. Um, but you put your money there instead of a bank, you know, and instead of paying cash from a bank, because you get all these benefits that we could go into, um, you know, like tax-free guaranteed growth, mm -hmm. you get, you can never interrupt the compounding interest going on inside of that. So when you do use that money versus a bank, like if you used money from a savings account, you were getting 0.06% interest on it. Yep. And anytime you use it, that interest has now been interrupted. Right. Well, in your policy and your, your banking system, we would call it, um, you cannot interrupt that interest going on in there when you use it. So you get growth inside your bank, your policy system, and then outside it. So some people call it the and asset. Yeah. Right. Um, so that's kind of a basic level, I would say that I, I, I've tried to explain people that way that sometimes helps and some people hate credit cards. So then they're like, what? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> so if you use it wisely, they can work for you. Right. Exactly. And I think that's the thing is, yeah, using it wisely and, and getting these policies set up correctly because um, there's a lot of people here, insurance or insurance broker and insurance salesman, and, and they kind of flinch and hesitate and think about all the, the horror stories that you hear about. But if you're uh, yeah. a trusted individual and you're seeking out the right wisdom, I think it, it serves a great purpose. And one of those, like you mentioned, is tax mm -hmm. free growth really is like, yeah. You don't pay taxes on the the growth on it. And if you take those loans out, you don't pay taxes on that either. So, yeah. Um, and I think, oh, sorry. I think oh, a shift go. too that, that you know, um, the younger, you mentioned the younger generation. So a lot of times when I do speak with people in the younger generation, they'll say to me like, you know, well, whole life insurance is a bad investment, mm. you know? And, and I always have to correct them and say, well, it's not an investment, you right. know, what, what, what we're talking about is like actually kind of almost a, if you think of it, like replacing a savings account yep. or and personally replacing a retirement account as yep. well. Um, and it's a place to store money, but that you're also going to use to invest, you know? Right. And so that's really like a lot of what we focus on is like, no, use this money for your business. If you're a business owner, use it for real estate, go get, go buy cash flowing assets. Yep. Um, and so I, you know, I get that a lot with young people or, you know, this one guy, it's like, why would I do that when I could 10 X my money elsewhere and must've been listening to Grant Cardone or yeah. something. And, <laughs> and so, and I was like, no, man, I'm not saying do this right. uh, or 10 X your money. I'm saying do this and 10 X your money and then get the benefits from this too, you know? Right. So I think there's some misconceptions about it and, you know, traditional whole life insurance design, not designed this way. Um, isn't designed for cash value. So that's some of, and, and then you got Dave Ramsey and Sue Zorman railing yeah. on it. So that's some of the <laughs> hurdles to overcome. Yeah. It's, and it's tough because yeah, those guys have, they serve a purpose, right? You talk about Dave Ramsey and mm -hmm. helping you get out of debt, right? Yeah. He's, he's perfect at that, but he's great at it. Yeah. <laughs> there's people out there that that doesn't serve and, and to be seeking or to, to have these guys who are financial professionals bashing mm -hmm. a, an entire industry or an entire yeah. uh, corner of the financial industry. It doesn't, doesn't look good for anyone. So yeah. <laughs> um, I'm right there with you. And I think the more of us that we, we can have taken this thing head on, the, the better it will be. And, and maybe we will in Dave Ramsey over one of these days, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got a loud, he's got a loud voice and a big audience, but yes. yeah. And yeah. And he's good at, he is great at uh, helping people get out of debt. I can't, 
dog him for that but right. he definitely compares apples to oranges when it comes to infinite banking and yep. full life <laughs> yeah that's good so how have you gone about like learning and approaching the subject right like not coming from a financial background you had some wisdom from your father but there's a lot to learn and that's that's one of the issues is there's a lot to learn and and it's hard to find all the information so drew i'm curious as to how you've grown into that because i know you'd be knowledgeable on the subject and and one of the top guys i see talking about it so would love to hear how how that journey's taken place yeah so and to be totally honest because i was a dave ramsey guy um i had to overcome that hurdle against whole life insurance when i first heard of it um so you know i i heard about it on a podcast um that was like 10 minutes long it was very short yeah um reached out to those guys and they did a presentation kind of explained it to me sent me a book which is um becoming your own banker by nelson nash and huh. um i read that and had to read it again because i didn't totally yep. you know always get it but um so i'm constantly reading and honestly like um i'm reading the book again right now you know wow. just kind of always trying to re-educate so it sits out in our family room and you know i'll read a chapter a night or something uh-huh. and um, and even our group at Create Tailwind, like we just went through the book together as a group, um, like the past two months. So, yep. you know, so that's a big one. And then um, like our group, we actually have courses for people to go through and learn. So I take the courses, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but it's, it is like an education learning curve. And even when we like in the book, there's this thing called equipment financing, and I won't go into it here, but um, when we went over as a group at Create Tailwind, I mean, I learned something new again when and right. I was like, oh, I didn't catch that the first time, yeah. you know? And uh, so I think for me, it's, you know, constantly taking in that information, reading, asking questions, you know, yeah. I call up people and I'm like, just yesterday, I connected with another guy who, who teaches this. And so I was picking his brain, like, how do you use your system? Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that. I love meeting people that are, use their systems differently because that's the cool part of this is there's so many different ways to do it you know um so for me it's a lot of reading a lot of asking questions Mm -hmm. um and 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 you're right like the education part of this is a big is a big part of it you know um and if someone someone a lot of times people will watch a video and then they don't want to do any more work and they're just and and if they have a certain way that they already learned from the financial world it's tough for them to overcome that hurdle Um, but if they keep kind of digging and you know and and kind of uncovering more they find out like maybe what I was taught about money wasn't totally right. You know? So (laughs) that's so funny you say that. And I don't mean to harp on anybody in particular, but um, I was sitting down on an appointment and it was somebody in the financial industry. And like the, the, the way that you connect with those people is, is much different than somebody who's coming on from a, a place of learning and, and, uh, wants to learn about the concept. Like, yeah, if it's somebody that's for me, like in the, I have a history in the the corporate environment, accounting environment, and and I just notice a much different approach to the subject. That it feels like sometimes when you're working with those types of people, you they have to feel like they have it all figured out. And I, I speaking from experience myself too, is like you, you kind of get this imposter syndrome if somebody's coming to you with a a topic that you don't know much about. But when you're coming from that sense of humility, you want to learn everything there yeah. is to learn about it that's where you have the most growth and then you see the benefit of it and i think that's again part of the problem too is like some people just don't want to learn about it and aren't aren't are turned off by the fact that there might be something out there they don't yeah, know about i think um for me 
just to tag on what you're saying, like uh, my background as a nurse, it's like one of the first things they teach you is if you're talking to a patient and you don't know the answer, <laughs> you don't make up the answer right? right? or you don't pretend you know it yeah. because that's dangerous. Yeah. So you say, you know what, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that, but I'll, I'll get you the answer like, right. You know, as quickly as I can or whatever, you know? And so you never, you never go in and pretend. And the nurses that would pretend to know an answer were the ones that got in trouble. And so for me, like I've, you know, I've carried that over to everything. Like if I don't know something, I, I mean, I've got some pride and ego and other things, yeah. but I have no pride and ego there. I, I mean, I, I just will say like, you know, what? you stumped me. I, I don't know. I'm going to get the answer. I'll ask someone smarter than me and get back to you yep. Um, yep. because it's like, I, I don't expect anybody to have all the answers, you know? <laughs> so that I learned, I took that one from my, my nursing career and like learned that like day one, <laughs> it's That's like, so awesome. don't pretend that, you know, yeah. it's something you don't know. <laughs> right. And, and to the listener out there, I know this to be true because before we hit record, Drew was giving an example of how that happened just yesterday. I think it was because, yeah. Um, And that's the thing, every, every financial professional, there's, there's, and just professionals in general, there's areas of our life that we don't know about. It's like, I think of Shaquille O'Neal, right? He, he could dunk the ball, but he wasn't the best three point shooter or free throw shooter. Like there's areas of strengths and weaknesses and um, being okay with those and and looking to grow on those too, right? Not just accepting them, but but understanding that there's areas for growth always is. Uh, leads to the best service and best value for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, Drew, I, I did see too that uh, you have some experience in the real estate world. Are you investing in real estate now? Is that something that you're pursuing or am I wrong there? No, you got it. Yeah. So yeah. I, so that kind of, this ties into my, not my debt history. Like I, once we got back to zero with getting out of debt, yeah. um, I didn't understand how to build wealth. I'd only been in scarcity because of the Dave way of, you know, right. just gazelle paying it off intensely. That's his, that's his way. Yep. And uh, so I was trying to figure out like, how do you build wealth? How do you build uh-huh. sustainable wealth? You know? And I read, of course you go on the internet and you read everything. Everybody says real estate, you know, oh, real estate. And so I was like, oh, okay, but I was still scared of debt. Didn't understand leveraging other people's money, anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, and so I was like, I came across this guy that was flipping mobile homes and teaching people about it. And he basically, he was providing notes for mobile homes. He'd go in and find a cheap one and provide a note with a down payment. And I was like, oh, that seems like low cost of entry. And then I could kind of learn and then grow from there. And so I actually ended up doing it much longer than I anticipated. I did it two years. I just wanted to get my feet wet, you know, I did it two years. I still have a few notes out there that I'm holding. Uh Um, And, uh, but so then since then, um, my wife and I, we've been working on trying to find locally here, uh, an apartment complex to buy. Okay. So I have not gotten anything in that space yet. We've been working for quite a few months now yeah. waiting for the right, we're waiting for the right opportunity. Right. Um, and so we have to be a little patient, but, um, so that's, you know, and then I, I have done like some, um, hard money loans for some other like real estate investors, like a small, a few small ones with land and things like that. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so that's kind of our, our journey, we're still learning the the multifamily space. I have quite a few friends who are passive invest investors. I haven't done anything totally with them yet, but you know, the, I'd like a little higher cash on cash, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of, yeah. So that's where I'm at with that. That's awesome. That's that's what I mean by know your numbers, higher cash on cash. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm curious, would you like, is that when you're looking at deals, are you planning to use your policy, your whole life policy to fund them? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's what, so those hard money loans I talked about, that's what I did with that um, is I used my policy and then, you know, paid it back with that. and still am okay. paying back some of those. And then, yeah, for real estate. So my plan right now, even though interest rates have 
like risen. They're still cheap historically. I know people are very upset about them right yeah. now, but they're still, you know, there's still less than inflation. Yeah. And, uh, and so, um, so what I would actually do is yes, I'm going to use our policies. Uh, my wife and I both have some, and then we'll use that as the down payment, uh, on the property, but we'll still do a bank bank money, okay. bank loan. Um, and then use other people's money to, you know, pay that back into our system and, uh, rinse and repeat, keep doing it yeah. again, you know, and hopefully refinance the deal. That's the other plan. So, you know, right. um, but yeah, so, so that would be the plan is to use the money from our system. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, just to elaborate one more yeah. time, the reason why, mm-hmm. um, is when we use that, it's still going to grow inside that system at that tax-free guaranteed rate, yep. um, uninterrupted. So, you, you know, so we're getting the growth there and then we're going to get the growth in the real estate. So definitely. Awesome. And, and to add on top of that, the money that you use is coming into your pocket tax-free, right? It's a, it's technically yep. a loan. So yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, you're, since you're a CPA, you, you can attest to this better mm-hmm. than I can, but the one I work with says when I loan my LLC money and charge an interest rate, I can deduct that interest rate back to interest payment back to myself. Yeah. Um, so that's another benefit that, you know, our LLC gets from that as well. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It, that's what I mean. This tax code is it can be great. crazy, but it, it can be yeah. a great benefit for for guys out there. Yeah, to, to make some money and to serve others too, because it's providing value in the marketplace is what it's all yeah. about. So mm-hmm. awesome, Drew. Well, man, I I do. I, that was pretty much everything I I had to cover. I yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit about it. I you might even have a trademark is, is what you refer to as the upside down method. Is that, is that uh, something that, that we'd like to go into a little bit? I mean, I think I know I have an idea of what it means, but, but what's all upside down about it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and if uh, he's kind of, he's referencing LinkedIn for those that yep. don't know, I, I, uh, one day I was updating my profile picture because I went from having hair to being bald. <laughs> and I, I just had this like, you know, wild hair. I was like, I should do my picture sideways. And then as I was doing, I was like, oh, I should do it upside down. And then it like, you know, light bulb moment was like, oh my gosh, upside down. Cause what I teach is upside down from the traditional financial world. Right. And so I said, you know, I teach an upside down wealth method uh, called the infinite banking concept. And so my, my profile picture on LinkedIn is upside down on purpose. I get people who message me and be like, do you know your picture's upside down? Do you know how to fix that? <laughs> wow. and, uh, and then um, I have a, a friend, Don Spafford, who on um, LinkedIn and he's always, he's like, you know, you should figure out how to do podcasts where you come in upside down uh-huh. on a video. And I was like, I haven't figured that out yet. Wow. But, we can but yeah, that so happen. that's why. So it's upside down from traditional financial teaching <laughs> is why I say it. Oh man, that's awesome. And I love it. And uh, I couldn't agree more, but it works. And that's, that's yeah. what Drew is out there to, to share with you. And man, Drew, I just thank you for, for taking the time to, to sit down today. Um, I really do appreciate it. I love what you're doing out there. And I love the story too, not having the financial background and being able to come and take this bull by its horns. It's, it's inspiring. And I hope a listener out there is opening their eyes to the opportunity that's in front of you. Um, Drew, the last question that we, we ask all our guests here on the know your numbers podcast. Well, actually, before we get to that, is there any way for people to get in touch with you, ask you more questions on some of the things that were referenced here? And yeah, um, so um, I can then follow me on LinkedIn. Yep. Um, you know, uh, I would also say my website's really easy. It's there's, that's probably the quickest, easiest way to contact me. There's a button on there. Um, and it's ibcdrew.com, um, which stands for infinite banking concept. Mm-hmm. So ibcdrew.com. And if they want to chat with me, they can chat with me, um, email me as well. So, uh, that'd be a great way. That's awesome. And I think I also saw, is there an assessment for them to fill out if they, 
to see if yeah there's an assessment to see if yeah. yeah if they want to click that they can see if they'd be a good fit for this or not and uh, and there yeah and there's a link also on there to our course so lots of lots of opportunities on there to, to learn more awesome awesome well if you're listening out there go check out ibcdrew.com get all the things that you need to know everything that you heard here and so much more i'm sure um drew white my man thank you very much the final question that we have for you is what is one truth about money that most people regard as myth Ooh, one truth is money that most people regard as myth i should have prepared for this <laughs> uh, <laughs> no notes um, <laughs> i would say probably the answer i would give is that we all have a relationship with money and a mindset around money wow. and it needs to be explored um for me I mentioned that I came from getting out of debt and I had a scarcity mindset and I didn't know it. And wow. so I met a mentor who actually gave me this exercise that I think anybody could, should, should do. And I still do today. Um, and you write down the phrase money is, and then you just free write for five minutes. You don't think you just wow. write. And, and it reveals a lot about how you like kind of subconsciously and consciously view money. Huh. And so I think that might be one people might think it's a myth that like, you know, oh, you have a mindset around it. Okay, sure. I need to work on my money mindset. But I can tell you that that really did more for me than anything, realizing that I had a relationship with money. Um, and I wasn't aware of it. So that's yeah. what I give you. That's <laughs> awesome. And that's a yeah. unique answer here on the Know Your Numbers podcast. So <laughs> yeah. honor to you. That's awesome. Yeah. But, uh, thank hey, you so thank much. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for, for having time. me on. No, it's my pleasure, man. And I'm excited to see what's next in, in the world of infant banking. So <laughs> thanks, Chris. My pleasure.